Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festivities festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Welcome, everybody, to our first edition of Collider Body Slam Raw Recap. We told you on the last episode of Collider Body Slam and that iteration with Aaron uh, and me and, of course, Chris Burns coming in as a guest that we were going to make some changes to Collider Body Slam. This is one of those changes, Ryan and I. Ryan Satin of the Pro Wrestling Sheet. You know Collider Bot Pro Wrestling Sheet. He is doing all the wrestling, pro wrestling coverage. I am happy to come on board and do the things that I can for him. But we are going to be covering Raw and SmackDown every week. Uh, and we're starting off today with Raw with what happened Ryan, how are you, man? I'm doing great. I'm excited for our first episode here, and I'm sorry to those of you who were uh, hardcore Collided Body Slam <laughs> listeners. I didn't try to break up the family. We're still going to be doing things you all together. You son of a bitch! <laughs> I'm not trying to be the evil GM who, who came in and made my own uh, brand split here, but uh, but I really think Aaron is so passionate when it comes to indie wrestling, and I really wanted him to get his own show that just spotlights indie wrestling, and I know that you and I are here in the office. It's a little easier for us to start cracking into Raw early, and, and this was honestly a great episode to start off with yeah. for our show, because... 
I I personally enjoyed the show. Yeah, there was a lot going on in the show, and uh, yeah, I don't know if I 100 percent enjoyed it, but I certainly had more fun in this show than I did last week. And so, I, so I was I was. Uh, it's funny how all this stuff is Ronda Rousey coming back and everything. And before we get into it, yeah, what uh, what uh, Ryan is talking about, Aaron Turner will now be on Saturdays. His episode will come out on Saturdays. I know that I was holding a wild horse back a little bit with his love of indie wrestling because I didn't have the time to watch everything. He will now breathe life into that indie wrestling scene with Jay Washington, who has wrestled on the indie scene. So look for that on the Collider uh, Body Slam. It's going to be the Wrestling Sheet Radio wrestling sheet. Sorry, This sorry. will be audio-wise, too. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's where you can find all of our shows uh, if you only want to listen to the audio. Yeah, and the first one will be this Saturday. So, anyway, all right, Raw. Well, yeah, let's, let's just start off from the beginning. Volkov, a little tribute to Volkov and Brian Christopher. You know, we unfortunately lost both those people under different circumstances uh, over the weekend. And, uh, you know, we did a piece about it, about Grandmaster Sexy and about Nikolai Volkov. Now, you're more a sexy guy. I'm more the Volkov guy. I love sexy, right? Yeah. But like, And too cool. But, like, Volkov is what I grew up with. And, you know, that the fact that he was he wasn't even – you know what's funny is when you do this research about these Russian wrestlers, like, almost none of them are actually Russian. <laughs> it's insane. Like, the Volkov, the, 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 the Nikita Kola, they're, like, Canadian. Yeah, and, totally. And, 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 and this uh, – Nikolai was a Croatian. Yeah. And so what are your memories of, of these two guys, man? You know, when it comes to Nikolai, I, I unfortunately don't have a lot of them. You know, right. I, I, I've seen him in documentaries and, and I, I, because of the WWE Network, thankfully, I have gone back in time and been able to relive some of these things that yeah. I didn't get to watch. So it was actually, it wasn't until recently when I saw the, the whole Russian national anthem stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, this is great. I love this mm-hmm. stuff. This, this is great. For me, definitely, like you said, Grandmaster Sexay. I mean, I loved Too Cool. Yeah. Uh, I just, as a, my, my brother was kind of a wigger growing up. He was kind of like that white, you know, <laughs> white kid who dressed like he had, like, you know, he dressed right. in FUBU. The yo boy, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like he was like the guy from uh, the Pretty Fly for a White Guy video for a little <laughs> while. So, so I, uh, I, I was a big fan of Too Cool. And I'm, and I'm really glad they did something, you know, yeah. for them right at the top of the show. I know but, there's only so much you can do for, especially when there's, you know, two wrestlers that passed away in the right. same weekend that that were uh, fixtures on television. Yeah. But I'm glad they did something, and I'm I'm really glad uh, that, that the wrestling community is is paying tribute to Brian Christopher, even if he had. Um a rough life and yeah, a, yeah. a rough ending too. Well, it. listen, this business is tough sometimes, and you know you got to be strong enough to survive it. And some people aren't, and that's just, it is for any entertainment business. We see that happen with actors, uh, actors all the time, and directors and what have you. So you know it happens. Uh, I hope they do a retrospective on at least a, at least a mini documentary on on Brian Christopher. I'd love to see a full documentary on Volkov because I would love that too. People love him, and still in the wrestling business, like he would still show up and do the signings, autographs. Uh, I mean, do the memorabilia stuff, all that stuff. He everyone says how nice he was, and he wasn't. Like, oh, poor me. When his health was declining, he was a very chill guy, very, very nice guy. Loved the business. I think it would also be good to do something like that, more so on Nikolai Volkov than Brian Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mainly because for this, there are a lot of people like me who weren't right. necessarily right. Uh, someone that got to watch him. And I think it'd be good to let people know uh, what his legacy is for those who aren't familiar with him. Absolutely. And Sheik is still alive, so you can use Sheik. <laughs> absolutely. The I Jabroni. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we, have, we start out with a backstage shot of Brock and Heyman. That's going to carry through the rest of the show and then Roman has his in-ring promo with Lashley and Heyman interrupts does his standard stuff the Lashley Heyman thing uh, the Lashley uh, 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 Reigns thing what was your feeling about that you know I are we st- why are we still doing this? That's I thought it was I over. I thought it was, that's exactly what I was right? going to say, Roka. Is I thought we were moving on from it, and it did seem. And I know we're going to get into it. It yeah. did seem like we are kind of transitioning yes. out of it. 
But I also didn't really understand the point of Roman giving props to Bobby Lashley there when they've been yeah. having they've been so at odds the past couple weeks. Right, right. The little Bob action. <laughs> the Bob action, yeah. exactly. You know, I got a lot of respect for him. He gave me all that I can handle, blah 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 blah. And then Heyman comes out because uh right Roman says all this stuff, says, you know, that like, you know, uh, uh Lesnar's not gonna come out, Lesnar's not gonna show up, he doesn't have the guts to show up. Uh what kind of guy is this guy, blah, blah, blah. And then right on cue, there's Heyman. And and, and Reigns gave it away because he turned and stared at the thing. Sometimes his timing, it drives me insane. You know, just keep going till they play the music. You know, that's what an improv person does. It's funny, too, because I think you and I, being people who are around the entertainment industry, mm. those kinds of things drive us crazy. Like, right. when they do the backstage interviews and they they stop talking and they're just staring at him, <laughs> waiting for the camera to pull yeah. out, it makes it makes a skin crawl. Like, I'm like, just just cut away or have them keep talking. Exactly. Do what, and then the same thing when he st- when they stare at the rep, like, waiting for the person to come out. It's like, okay, we get it. They're going to come out. Just have them come out. Right. And there's a difference between calling someone out and waiting for them to come out <laughs> yeah. than, like, oh, it's my turn now to turn to the ramp and wait for the cue for the music. Well, I got no more lines left, so <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to stare at the ramp till something happens. I've memorized everything. <laughs> I memorized it all, Vince. <laughs> Not my bad. So him, he comes out and does this a great promo, but he does the same, he says the same lines over and over again and all this kind of stuff. So I'm wondering where this is going, and I'm like, are we, are we hitting all the same beats? At this point in my mind, I'm like, are we hitting all the same beats to set up this match again? And, you know, uh, Heyman's saying, oh, my God, what's the difference of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, different results? And then, you know, uh, Rain, uh, Rain says he's going to make Lesnar his bitch, which, of course, he's been saying. I don't think that carries the weight that Lesnar thinks it carries. I mean, uh, Reigns <laughs> thinks it carries anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? No, totally. It's, uh, it reminds me of a, it reminds me of that sketch from uh, Key and Peele where they're like, and I said bitch or whatever about their wives it's like we get it you say you like we know you say stuff he, he hears you he's backstage right. it doesn't it doesn't hold the same weight anymore like it was cool no. the first couple times but now it's like okay we get it you think he's a bitch like you said it a million times like, right. it, like you can have a new line like it, bitch isn't necessarily the most witty thing to call someone yeah I, and i remember the time when you didn't have to use those kind of words to like call people out like triple h almost never used that word and was still able to call people him and the rock had some of the greatest banter back and forth when they were having their rivalries and without using any cuss words well and, and to be fair you know as a young child when they do you when i was a young child yeah i did enjoy when they would throw words out like that i'm like oh man that guy's a badass oh, right. he cusses you know like <laughs> that guy he says bitch like damn like he he's maybe not someone you want to mess with so right. i kind Trying to get thrown in there sometimes, but I agree with you in the sense that it kind of feels like we're playing repeat here. Yeah. Every time we get back to Roman versus Brock, yeah. it feels like Vince is just digging his heel. He's like, "You're, you're, we're gonna get you to cheer for Roman one of these freaking times, and I'm gonna keep re-signing Brock to extensions until it happens." Yeah. And we're gonna get to it then. He's maybe close to it this time. I don't disagree with you. That's what shocked me. Miami uh, was on his side, he, and I was really shocked by that. I thought for sure this was gonna be a taste of what he's gonna get in Brooklyn, and there were. There were some boos. I'm not gonna, we're not going to uh, lie about that, but but he seemed to have more support. And this is kind of quietly growing over the last few weeks, this audience support for Reigns. I don't know what's happening. And, you know, it's very organic. Wrestling fans are very organic for whatever reason. And when they finally love something or start to get warmer to something, they, it's even more dangerous than when they weren't. Because <laughs> totally. if you lose them at that point, they're never coming back. You know? And so, Do you think that it had to do with the Lashley feud? Because I, I'm telling you, maybe. in a million years, I never would have thought that Roman Reigns versus Lashley would have helped both wrestlers yeah. get over more. Yeah. But it kind of did. It did. It certainly cemented Lashley and pushed him away from that Sami Zayn stuff. And then with Roman, it showed that he could actually carry a match with Lashley 
where Lesnar seemed to be the, the aggressor in most of their matches. It was more Reigns with Lashley and working with Lashley and, and putting him over, in essence, giving him that victory at the pay-per-view, and then, of course, winning the way he won with the Superman punch. I mean, Lashley is a... He's not as fluid as Lesnar in the ring, and that's what bothers me. He's like a, he's like, he's a dude that just is not a natural athlete, necessarily, but he looks ripped and he's huge, but when he moves around the ring, it's just this side of plotting. And so, whereas with Lesnar moves around the ring so well, well, there's a difference in that. Reigns does a great job with with yeah, great chemistry, which was shocking. And you're right, it put them both over. And uh, but then but then we go backstage and we see Lesnar reading the Backwoodsman magazine, which I want to subscribe to immediately. This was the best running thread <laughs> that they've had on Raw in a long time. Yes. The, the, the Brock reading these magazines was whoever. Whoever had the idea yeah. to put these these backwoods magazines and frontiers <laughs> of magazines in Brock's hands yeah. deserves a raise or Agreed. a big pat on the back because it honestly made all these segments that oh. much better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the fact that he doesn't watch the show, which is all <laughs> yeah. the – and it was so funny because this is the episode they took and they, they really pushed that storyline uh, from reality – uh, into the uh, show. This idea that Lesnar doesn't show up enough, that he doesn't care about the show, that he cares about UFC more, that he's using wrestling to promote himself as a brand as opposed to loving the business. And so that was prevalent throughout all these backstage uh, scenes with Heyman, you know? But I, but that was the beginning with him and Heyman, him kind of ignoring Heyman, saying, I don't watch the show, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was a different twist. Did you like how this all progressed? Okay, so I did. But Ooh, okay. I, I, and a lot of people didn't seem to like it. Really, I enjoyed it. Like I, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Like yeah. I, I thought it was awesome. I liked that we were seeing the slow crumbling of the relationship between Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Yeah. I also, I, I think wrestling is best when it mixes uh, reality with fiction. Yeah, like that's really when it's the best, in my opinion. That's when it, when it carries over the best that's when it has the biggest success that's when people uh, you know are talking about it, the yeah. water cooler talk so to speak exactly and, and this was one of those moments where like you just said you know, we're supposed to know that brock lesnar's on the way out that's the big room brock right. lesnar's on the way out ufc's in his future he's going back there he's giving another shot um and and we also are supposed to believe that he doesn't care about wwe like right. you said he, he's using it strictly to promote himself and this was the first time where I felt like they got that across so well. In the past, when they wanted you to think that Brock Lesnar was leaving, it, did, it didn't necessarily feel that way. Right. It was more like if you're an internet fan, if you're someone, and I know we, everyone has the internet now, so it's not necessarily <laughs> in IWC or whatever. But like if you're right. someone who's on every wrestling site, who's you know on wrestling Twitter, all those you know all those types, uh, you've seen it coming. But I don't think necessarily the 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 average fan, the one who isn't. Mm -hmm. You know, digging into every news story, who's just watching it on TV every Monday or Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think this is the first time where it drove it home to them. Like, mm -hmm. hey, this guy, he doesn't care. He doesn't even watch Raw while he's there. Right. Like, we show you all. They all watch on those back screen, you know, back to his backstage TVs. He doesn't. He just reads his stupid Frontiersman magazine. He's a dick. And I, <laughs> and I, I thought they did a really good job of that. Although, I although I will say, I find it funny that we're supposed to dislike. Brock for not watching the show when, when I watch Raw. Most wrestlers appear as though they don't watch the actual show they are on. Right. Like when you see them next week, they're like, what happened? Or yeah. like, or like when someone gets beat up backstage, like, 
what happened? I didn't know that. Like, yeah. why didn't you just watch the show when, show when you're standing backstage? Yeah. Like, I always get confused by that. Like, shouldn't they all be watching the show backstage? You would think. You would, you think. would think. But still, I liked, I liked it. Brock <laughs> seemed like a total dick. Like, total performers, they only focused on their segment and not the entire show. Yeah, like, the rest right. of the time, they're just sitting back there on their iPad, like, yeah. tweeting and stuff. I'm know? here to do a job. <laughs> you're just yeah, here to yeah. do a job. Well, that's why Triple H runs him, because Triple H wasn't one of those guys. He watched the whole show all the time. It's true. Figured it out, was a student of it, and, that's, and he's a CEO. Like, CEO, like, I, I like listening to interviews with uh, Paul Levesque, who's Triple H, because Paul talks about the effort that he put in and that the opportunities were there for all the other wrestlers to do the same. Vince laid it out to them. If you guys want to participate, it, the door is always open to sit in on meetings, to sit and take, uh, and you've got to be a little bit of aggressive to show that you want to be part of these meetings, and you may have to step on some toes, but if you show effort and initiative, Vince rewards you, and look where he is now. And a lot of the wrestlers started out with Triple H that way and would go into these meetings, and they all fell off eventually because they didn't like uh, sitting through all this other stuff. And so, well, and, uh, and yeah. I think that's why one of the things that it's not necessarily like the openly talked about thing, but when you hear yeah. someone like a Stone Cold Steve Austin or people of that nature where they're talking about uh, this generation being different, right? You know, you hear about, you know, from what I hear, a lot of times you don't hear about everyone sitting around watching the show backstage. Yeah. They're all kind of doing different things mm-hmm. here and there, you know, rec- you know, whatever. Yeah. But, but, you would think that sitting there and watching everybody's matches and, and being present would be an important thing if, you're, I, if you want to be seen backstage and get yeah, a big push. I would think so. Speaking of big pushes that someone is not getting, Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin, the constable. And the constable won this thing clean. And you hate the constable. I really do. I hate the constable. <laughs> Although I will say, by the end of Raw, I had different thoughts about the constable. Oh, but all right. Yeah, see, the thing is, I'm, 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 I have my opinions, but my opinions can change as things go along, and I have no shame about that. But with, with, with Finn, I'm so... The push is weird. Him losing like this, does this mean we're going to see the demons soon? And a lot of people were saying the, the, what, the, uh, the trunks were kind of an allusion to the red and black. Or, uh, I, so what do you think? It makes the most sense. Right? It's been a while now since we've seen the demon. Yeah. It's been too long, I think, yeah. since we've seen the demon. Uh, and, and, and Finn has kind of lost some of his... Uh, his appeal yeah. since then. I mean, it, honestly, it was really since that whole Sister Abigail demon feud where everything kind of started to go downhill for him. He got yep. stuck in this really weird, hokey feud that ended up not happening because Bray Wyatt got sick. And then we haven't seen the demon since, and he's kind of been floundering. Um, I would like to see the demon come yeah. back. Although, I am of the belief that I like that the demon only has to be brought out on special occasions, right. like when he really needs it. Like when when he was in NXT, I remember it was kind of pushed that he didn't even want to be the demon. Right. It was that the demon had to be brought out under like the most dire of circumstances, and so. I don't think Baron Corbin necessarily falls into the category of like undefeatable yeah. beast. This should not be the person you bring the demon out for. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you completely. Do you, but do you like how this is going? Because there's going to be another match, clearly. Uh, I and mean, they're leading to a paper. There's going to be a SummerSlam thing between them. I personally, I don't. I like the character of the constable. I, what I don't like is the constable wrestling. That I think I a million percent agree with you. I don't like my authority character wrestling. Yeah, I don't think it. And maybe I, I can't think it. of I, it being done in the past. I can't. Kane oh, would do it when he was part right. of the when authority. He, yeah, it he, drove me nuts. Me too. Yeah. And he yeah. would wrestle in his suit. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Even more and nuts. you know what? You and my girlfriend have now ruined him wrestling in a suit for me because <laughs> when I watch it, I'm yeah. just thinking about, he's going to rip that vest, man, right? or he's going to rip those pants and ruin them. And it, <laughs> and it does kind of bother me now. Like I'm like, man, just put on some trunks, dude, yeah. or put on some some pants. You yeah. know, not, not 
suit pants. Yeah, you know, just rip off the pants and there you go. You're just, good to go. Just rip off your pants, yeah. Baron Corbin. Just gotta, do it. It's got to be. Some, you got to be some constable merch you can sell underneath. For God's sakes, tear away pants. <laughs> tear away pants. Come on. Uh, there was, really aren't enough tear away pants <laughs> in wrestling anymore. You know, there used to be great. Yeah, you know, I don't even see people even using tear away pants enough. No. At, at all. I used. Although, have you ever owned tear away pants? Of course. They're so hard to get back together. Once yes. You do, like it's worth it when you do it. Right. But it is hard to put them back together. It's like the demon. You don't tear. You don't bring out the tear away pants and, and uh, other than special occasions. It's just <laughs> fucking the truth. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we get another backstage. We'll see what happens with with uh, Constable and with Balor. But I, I hope something uh, he can be done with this feud eventually and moved up to the next ranking. We'll see, I'd love to see a Balor if he goes heel against Rollins or even not heel. Just have them fight each other on a program would be great for yep. a few months. Uh, now Angle goes backstage with Heyman and he says that Heyman is fired if Brock doesn't appear on Raw tonight. Heyman tried to get out of it saying, well, look, he was supposed to be contractually obligated to be here. He doesn't have to be on screen or he's been on screen rather. He doesn't have to be out in the ring. And so Angle's like, no, you're going to be fired if he doesn't show up on Raw tonight because Angle supposedly now is upset that uh, Lesnar is you know, not a good universal champion all of a sudden out of the blue. Uh, then we have a recap of the Evolution stuff, which we already talked about on a news piece. If you want to hear our thoughts on it, that was about a week ago. We did a news piece uh, that you can look at Ryan and I talking about our thoughts on that. Uh, then Alicia Fox and Natalia with Alicia Fox winning due to interference from Alexa Bliss. Alicia Fox comes out with Alexa Bliss. Uh, Mickey James is injured. Uh, so uh, Ale- Alexa handpicked Alicia Fox for some reason. And then, <laughs> and then, no, and look, nothing against, listen, Alicia Fox to me is one of the uh, great workhorses in the women's division. Yeah. And she will lose a title, not get a title, be involved in crazy feuds, do stupid stuff. But I think Alicia is, uh, she loves this business and she doesn't get anywhere near the credit or attention that she deserves. She's almost like the Miz of the women's division. That's a great point. You know, she's like, her character is so entertaining, but yeah. she really doesn't get enough credit for her in-ring abilities. I mean, she, as much as, you know, it's, she's maybe not putting on five-star matches or anything yeah, yeah. like that, but that match, last night, I mean, obviously everyone knows she's got the best Northern Lights suplex in the game. Yes. And, you know, but, and, and there were a few weird moves that she did in the ring, but I like that she's different in the yeah, ring, that she yeah. stands out, that, I mean, it, a lot of girls who, women who came in at the same time as her, they've been long gone. Yeah. She's stuck around. She's held it down for a long time. Similar to what we were talking about um, Titus O'Neil recently right. and, and how he has held it down for as long as he yeah. has. So, yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, Alicia, I, I, here's what I want to know. And we, we were just talking about this, you know, reality and fiction being blended yeah. here. Yep. So after the match is when all the stuff with Ronda Rousey happened. Ronda Rousey gets involved. Yes. Um, do you think that they went to this because of the incident that happened between Alicia Fox and Travis Brown, Ronda Rousey's husband at WrestleMania weekend. Oh, I don't know about this. Tell me about this. So during WrestleMania weekend, what? there was a video what? that went viral oh my God. that I forget some UK publication did. But we posted on the site where Alicia seemed a little intoxicated at the, at the wrestler hotel. And she's like in Travis Brown's face calling what? him rude. She's like, hey, you are rude. How could you do that? You are rude. And she's like in his face. And then you see like another girl, like someone's filming and another girl kind of comes up and is like, someone's filming you. Someone's filming you. you know? oh. And she's like, what? she like snaps out of her. She's like, are you filming me? And she's like, boom, like hits the camera what? out of the guy's hand. And then that's where the video ends. I got to find this video. Yeah, it's, it's on the site, ProWrestlingSheet.com. If you search on oh, the box on there. But, but uh, I found it interesting that, you know, I know that it's not her first feud, but now that like Alicia's back, because Alicia was injured, or, no, Alicia right. was injured at the time when that happened. Um, and now that Ronda's back and Alicia are both on Raw together, I, I love Vince McMahon. Yeah. Vince McMahon. 
always does this kind of stuff. You know that's the only reason he paired them up. Yeah, Matt Hardy and Edge. He always loves to play the real stuff in in wrestling, which is very dangerous <laughs> and combustible. So dangerous. If this is real, I would love to find out what happened then. What was the issue? I've been because... trying to figure it out, and I've, I've never been able to get a firm answer mm. on what happened. I wonder, man. People talk. There are circles, and you know, and, and, and Travis, uh, um, uh, uh, Rhonda's husband, He'd had his history of allegations of abuse towards women. So there's stuff here. And so if that was real and maybe this, maybe uh, Alicia knew the woman, this is must be an interesting situation. But Rhonda, to her credit, great in the ring. Totally. Horrible on the mic. Horrible as an <laughs> actress. And I don't know what we're going to do about this. We talked about Paul Heyman earlier. If you want to see our video about Paul Heyman, that's up on, on the pro wrestling sheet as well. Uh, we talked about the possibility of who would Heyman uh, manage. Rhonda seems the most logical choice because of, and, and Balor, because of uh, similar circumstances to Lesnar. But this idea of Rhonda on the mic and in, in the crowds and everything. It drives me insane because she overplays every moment, man. It's, it, you know, nobody does, like I was saying, nobody does this. Oh boy, I'm gonna get that. Nobody does that anymore. Nobody does, nobody does the cracking of the knuckles anymore. Nobody does any, like the staring straight ahead. Like that's the thing that's so weird about her is I think she's, I think she's certainly great in the ring. I did, I think, but I just think there's miles to go on the outside of the ring. But what's incredible is the fans don't seem to give a shit. No. They love her. Yeah. It's because she's such a badass in the ring. I yeah. mean, I'll forgive them for a few bad promos for those awesome Simone drop things that she's been doing. Those like judo yeah. slam things oh, those that she's quick. been doing. They go, it, like that spinning motion. It looks mm -hmm. badass. Like I'm super into it. And yeah. the, so I, I think that helps a lot, you yeah. know. And, and as much as everyone said like, oh, people hate Ronda Rousey. People hate Ronda Rousey. The crowd loves her. The crowd loves her. They're, they'll forgive her for almost anything yeah. right now. So – Luckily, she isn't being judged as hard as everyone seemed like they were going to judge her initially. Right, yeah, it's true. And because of the in-performance, and it is scary. It's legitimately scary. And I wouldn't fault any of those women to be legitimately scared to work a program with Ronda because it looks like she is legitimately. But to Ronda's credit, she takes bumps. Oh, yeah. And she takes hard bumps. Alicia threw her against that uh, against the side wall like three or four times. <laughs> and she took them all. Because of that. How quick do you think the match next week between Alicia Fox and Ronda Rousey goes? <laughs> if this goes more than 30 – this is a santino Morella match. If this goes more than 30 seconds, I'll be surprised. <laughs> Me too. She'll absolutely demolish her. My girlfriend is like the biggest Alicia Fox fan. Oh, She's good. like Stan, full Stan status on Respect Alicia Fox. Respect your girlfriend. Yeah, and she is going to be – so sad next week when this match is over in 30 seconds. She was tweeting about like, oh, like, like Alicia's going to put that girl in her place. And I was like, okay, don't get too excited for next week. It's going to go quick. Yeah, well, the Alexa, what do you think is going to, because the Alexa, Alexa thing, darting in around the ring, then got away and all the kind of jazz. And then, of course, Ronda kind of almost chased them out. I thought Nia was going to show up. I thought Nia would have something to do with this. It's a, but I guess they're putting Nia in the back burner for now and then letting this thing play out the way it is. But giving her Alicia is just giving her something to do. And I'm a little, I was a little though underwhelmed that her first Raw match ever is going to be against Alicia Fox. Although I love Alicia Fox, the prestige of Alicia Fox isn't as powerful as maybe some other wrestler. Well, I think that they're going to go with, uh, and this is what I thought they should have done from the from the get go yeah. is making her out to be a monster. Now, I mean, they gotta oh, yeah, give right. her some squash matches. They have to let Ronda squash a few yeah. female talent. And Alicia Fox, I think, because of her being a Miz like character, yeah. where wins and losses, I don't think matter. They for don't Alicia matter Fox, to Alicia that she can get the crap beat out of her, and next week be 
throwing beers backstage, you know, taking drinks and yeah. throwing them. And, and everyone's going to still love her. She put a weird sailor hat on. Everyone's still going oh to cheer for her. When she was the captain of the team, it was the greatest. <laughs> those were the greatest segments. That's nothing about Alicia. Alicia is this unsung hero. She, she makes the most out of whatever segment you give oh, yeah. her, and she's great. I would love to sit down with her for an hour and interview her. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, that, she, she's just so much fun. She is so fun. I actually, I used to do, uh, I used to co-host Lillian Garcia's show with oh, her. Oh, wow. Her, her podcast when it was right uh, when it was at After Buzz still. And uh, one of the episodes... That she records with Alicia Fox, and I liked it a lot. It was oh, interesting. It was really that's interesting. Great. I got to watch that. Yeah. Right, Brock is backstage again reading the American Frontiersman this time, and uh, he tells Heyman to get him a steak well done. <laughs> like, just ordering him. All of a sudden, there's this switch, right? Like, Bros- like Lesnar's gotten too big for his britches. He's now telling Heyman what to do, which is so funny. I, I, I also love they had him do the well done line. Because yeah. like, they're literally begging <laughs> you to boo Brock Lesnar, and nobody likes their steak well they done. Re- well. <laughs> A few people like I guess their steak. Some people, well, some people like their steak well done. I went, but like when you go to a steakhouse with someone and they order it well done, you give them that look. Like, really, dude, you really? got a steak. Well You're done. gonna make us all wait for our steaks because <laughs> your steak's gonna take forty five fucking minutes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So you know, I, I loved that, and I uh, I also loved that, that where they threw in the second magazine this oh, time. Oh yeah. Oh god. You know, because now you you get this image of Brock just like having like a doctor's office full of uh magazine subscriptions at his yeah. house, you They're know. They're lumberjack magazines. <laughs> They're lumberjack magazines like dudes living out in the woods. These are the magazines for him. Sable just he's just sitting on his couch at home and Sable's bringing him his new subscription yeah. to American Frontiers and while he's digging into a steak each time, you know. I I love that, you know. The, the image of that is so great, you know. Yeah. Just, he's got his gun rack behind him, yeah. you know. <laughs> Just like, oh, 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 thank Ooh. you. Speaking of steak, we were that's just talking so, about that this. That is such a good coincidence that we got steak while we're talking about wow. steak. And not well done. This is why this I like working at Collider, everybody. I literally just got steak <laughs> brought to me while we're discussing steak. And that's great. <laughs> oh, All right. And medium rare, too. That's great. That's pretty good. And not well done. <laughs> no, I got to have one more bite. Yeah. And then we're going to move on. All right. So then we get an Elias segment. Last thing interrupts. We should cheers to Brock Lesnar, by uh, the way. Oh, cheers. yeah. Oh, cheers, Brock cheers. Lesnar. Good stuff, Lester. <laughs> so, Elias comes out. Who's uh, some some scientist somewhere in, in Harvard or Yale or MIT or maybe one of those places out in Europe has got to figure out why Elias is so over as well as like I've got to figure out the 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 factors of this, I, the 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 scientific formula because I have no idea why Elias is over as well as he is. He has not changed his shtick since the first time he did it, and it's fa- it just changed towns. He insulted Miami, and they loved him for it. It's one of those situations where where commitment to the character really does pay off, mm-hmm. you know? Because I know for a fact that when Elias got brought up to the main roster, there wasn't this huge expectation right. that he was going to, you know, set Raw on fire, but it was Vince McMahon who got really into the character, and yeah. Vince was similar to Jinder Mahal, where he like was like, this is one of the guys I'm going to be putting all my, all my you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all in on this guy, yeah. you know, and so he has fine-tuned every single part of that, and, you know, from the songs to the, the, the extra additions to his outfit to even the longer hair, yeah, I mean, yeah. Vince was a huge person pushing behind, you know, pushing for Eli- the Elias character, I mean, because he, he really didn't do much in NXT, yeah. um, and, and I agree with you. He really has gotten so over. I mean, I hated Elias when he first <laughs> Me came. Me too. Up. I was like, "Fuck this guy, dude!" Like, I don't, I don't want to watch someone sing every week. But you can't help but laugh when he's out yeah, there. You agreed. can't help it. Even this week with the with the Lashley stuff, I was like, oh "Man, I, I love Elias." Did you watch the documentary yet? What on him? 
so I, I don't, so they were airing commercials during Raw, and I'm going to watch it today oh. at the end of the day because I haven't had a chance yet yeah. once I get some time. I was fast forward through commercials, so I must have missed it. So they did like a mockumentary on the making of Walk with Elias. <laughs> I'm going home tonight. Yeah, because I thought it was just a documentary, so I was like, I don't really care about watching Elias record his album. But then when they showed the commercial, <sighs> dude, it's like him doing stuff, and like it was like him getting mad at CFO money or CFO dollar or whatever. <laughs> it's like him being like, do you guys even know how to let me get in there and do it? And then like him talking to like the like the record executive oh and he's like he's like hyping himself up to the record executive and then it cut to like a uh, an interview with just the record by, record exec by himself and he's like I have no idea who this guy is. <laughs> and so, so it's like a full mockumentary says, I can't wait to watch it. I, I hope. Holy shit. I, I, I haven't actually seen a lot, about, uh, a lot on Twitter about it today. So I'm hoping that oh, maybe everyone's like me and got a little busy with everything that happened on Raw last night. Because I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I got to watch this thing. Anyway, Lashley was funny as, as hell doing his uh, Rock and Robin thing and then gets hit from behind. So I guess that's the new feud now, Elias and Lashley. We'll see where that goes. But I think, you know, Elias, uh, they're doing all the stuff with him. The strap can't be far behind. No. So I think they're lining him up in a certain way. And so. It'll be interesting. Maybe a year down the road, he'll be in a program to possibly win the title, which I mean, will be interesting. I honestly, I'm waiting for Brock Lesnar to finally drop the title so yeah. we can finally get move on from that. Like I agree. I'm cool with Brock. I love Brock. Brock's a great character, sure. but Brock but doesn't even need the strap. Brock doesn't need the strap. Yeah. And and it's like at this point, there are just so many people that are just being neglected yeah. on Raw. Because Brock Lesnar isn't there every week, like because there's not a main event feud like that every week, yeah. a lot of guys aren't getting the the, the main event rub. Because yeah. even if they're in the main event, it's for the Intercontinental Title or something like that. I'm cool with Roman being the champion that defends against all of them. Yeah. You know, I, I want that. I'm ready for it. Uh, and I think that once we finally have Roman's real coronation when it finally yeah. happens, yeah. hopefully soon, maybe even SummerSlam, um, I'm ready for Elias uh, in a main main event title yeah. run. Yeah. Agreed. It, 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 it's certainly on its way. It feels like it's on its way. And that's with barely any matches. He rarely wrestles. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's what's amazing. We're saying this, and he rarely even wrestles. He's like a Brock in the yeah. sense that he rarely even wrestles. That's right. This, that's why I want a scientist to figure this out. All right. <laughs> Kevin Owens and, and, and Constable Corbin are having a backstage segment about the case, about all the briefcase and everything going on. Not much happened there. Then uh, Strowman uh, comes out to fight Jinder Mahal, the Maharaja, who I, who I love, and I think they're turning him face a little, at least a... A goofy face, and it. I'm a little worried that we're getting back to 3MB with him, and I'm. I'm I don't want this to happen because I really enjoyed him as a possible like foil or heel for. Because I think he worked really hard, and Booker T speaks highly of his work ethic. I'm so right there I on like that. this. Guy. I'm right there with you on yeah? this. Like I was never anti the big push that Jinder Mahal yeah. was getting. I it's liked, fun. It was fun. It was a good character. Um, he played the shitty heel yeah, very well. He does. Um, you wanted to boo him. I liked all that with him. Mm. So I was the same way. I. I I haven't loved his switch to yeah. going back to like the peace thing, the yeah. inner peace thing, or whatever he's been saying, and his, you know, all that. I, I'm not feeling it. I actually I tweeted about this. If they hadn't done the constable, I almost think this would have been a better idea. Now that I'm thinking about oh. it, is last yeah. when when sorry when Jinder first got re-signed, one of the initial pitches for him that got turned down. Yeah, but it was one thing they were really thinking of doing when he, when they first re-signed him yeah. was having his character be called uh, the Mahal Monitor and he was going to be like a self-appointed authority figure of the hallways of WWE. And I thought that was actually a really funny idea. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's pretty funny, yes. right? Do you have the bathroom pass? Do you, yeah, did exactly. You have <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and like when there's all these things happening backstage, him showing up to like stop the, yeah. the, the chaos going on backstage because he's the Mahal Monitor. Right? With the whistle? Was, exactly. I thought it was oh a great idea. Um, and it almost seems like they're going the comedy route with him yeah. now. And it's it's interesting because, you know, 
that's almost like the pattern you get with uh, the the evil foreigner gimmick. Now you yeah. have like the initial heel massive run, and then if it doesn't go well, they get kind of relegated to a comedy character right. on the mid card. Right. And I, I mean, he's on main event now more than he's on Raw. Yeah. Like that, so Who, who's the who's the guy that imitated? Um, I loved Sando. It feels like a Sando thing yep. is happening to him. Yep. Where people loved him for a while, and now they're slowly moving him into this comedy character. And I just hope he doesn't leave. I, I love him. At Me too. WWE. He's I, I mean, it's a bummer too because you know I know I think that a lot of people feel like you know the the their success in India wasn't as big as it should have been, right? And that they they gave him this huge push for that. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I know that there was plans a while ago where, like, when he was the champion, Vince yeah. was strongly behind it and wanted to bring him to Raw, have yeah. Jinder versus Brock. Like, he had, like, big plans for Jinder, and they've all fizzled away yeah. now. So I don't see anything happening for him besides being a comedy character yeah. anytime soon. Yeah, maybe at some point he'll, he turns massive heel, full heel, and then maybe they let him do some stuff. I think stuff. he needs both Singh brothers back to be at full Maharaja. Great point. Maybe that's what it is. Yep, I, I agree with you completely. Uh, yeah, Strowman wins that, or Jinder wins that for the countout. Strowman goes out chasing Kevin Owens, and uh, Cole, Cole says something. He says, that's the problem with Strowman that worries me. He's so laser-focused or something. It might not be, it might be trouble for the match, blah, blah, blah. So we'll see. But I'm enjoying the Kevin Owens Strowman thing i think i think they're good for each other because i think they both get it and then they enjoy like uh, sacrificing for the other yeah you know the comedic moments and all that kind of jazz i just like them uh then we wasted time with some mojo riley calling out the wrestlers in the lock i can't listen mojo i don't know you personally i'm sure he's probably a decent fellow a lot of people like him please don't take this personally i'm not maddie I really hate what you're doing. I really hate everything that's <laughs> happening with him. Him walking through the just below the mid carters, the C card, whatever you want to call them. The, the main low, event room. The main, like, yeah, the main, the main event, event Yeah, the main event wrestlers walking amongst them. Uh, and then you have Bobby Roode there. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Why is Bobby Roode in this room with these dudes? He's the best of the stinky pile. And I'm like, no. He's the best of the stinky pile. That's what it feels like to me, man. I'm like, no, Roode does not belong down with there with the men of Enters. <laughs> it's like when you're all out of clothes. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, fuck, man, I didn't do laundry. And you like dig yeah. through, and you're like, I guess this one doesn't smell that bad. I this can wear the this less to work. Stinky. Today. Yeah, I can get away with this one. Bobby Roode fights him, and then there's people all of a sudden running in, pulling him apart. Uh, there's brawl for it. So I guess we're gonna get Mojo versus Bobby Roode. I guess it's something to give Roode to do, which See, it's breaks my heart. I feel like this is one of the first times where we've been on complete. Really, you like this? Uh, no, I didn't like this. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong, but I like Mojo right. Raleigh. Okay. I like Mojo Raleigh. I like what they're trying to do. It's not successful yet. It hasn't no, gotten over. It really isn't. I like that they're trying to go for the fact that like he hustles. Because there was that one promo he did oh, that yeah. really got him over with people when he was like in the gym saying like how he doesn't give up. So I like that they're trying to go that route with him. I do not like Bobby Roode. What? So see, that's why I was going to say. We're, we're really on opposite sides here. Because I like Mojo, and I do not like Bobby Roode. If okay. anything, to me... Mojo Raleigh is the least stinky on the top of the pile or whatever, you know? Like, because Mojo, to me, has potential. To me, what? Bobby Roode, in this current incarnation at least, has been such a massive failure. And I also, I no offense to Bobby Roode, yeah. I think he's a talented dude, yep. very capable, has it all. But for some reason, it's like he's been so miscast as a face because of his song that I just don't give a fuck about Anything that yep. he does. I just like every time he comes on screen, I'm just like, 
what am I supposed to feel right now? Yeah. What am I supposed to feel? Yeah. At least with Mojo Raleigh, I understand what I'm supposed to feel. It's not like him. Yeah, good point. You know? Good point. You, you can feel one way or another about, but Mojo is committed to what he's doing. Yes. And one way or another, at least you're getting a strong reaction. But with Bobby Roode, it seems like they're wasting him. Like almost, it's like Finn Balor like. They're just yeah. wasting the push. Yeah. And you're like, why'd you bring him up if you weren't going to, if you didn't have like all these programs set out for him, why did you bring him and up? And I get the whole like, because I, I, you know, the, the argument seems to be that like, you know, the call-ups from NXT are starting to be more and more of failures, you know, or yeah. not failures, but not as successful as they were in right. NXT. And then I know this. I noticed that there's this argument that you know it takes a while for certain talent to resonate with the main roster audience, and that it's not necessarily that they're not getting pushed enough, or they're not getting over. It's just the fact that it takes a year to to become a, a main, you know, to become ingrained in the WWE universe mind. And I don't agree with I that. I don't agree with that at all. There were things that were working well in NXT that all you have to do is replicate it on the main roster, and it would work just fine. You know, yeah. Bobby Roode was entertaining in NXT. Right. Bobby Roode's whole thing, when he was staring at his title and smiling at it, being like such a prick heel, limos, yeah. you know, it was great. It was, you know, I might not have enjoyed every single one of his matches, but the character was entertaining yeah. as hell. Yeah. Um, and Finn Balor is the same, you know, we were talking about yep. earlier where the demon is not something that he wanted to bring out. It, it, it's something he had to bring out right. in the moment. And oh. then Raw just been like, well, this is when he wears face paint. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, it's a, there are little things that do help characters majorly. It would be similar to like, bringing Velveteen Dream to the main roster and getting rid of, like, all the fun things around him that, that have yeah. helped get him over. And it's yeah. just like, well, here's this androgynous dude, you yep. know? And it's like, it, it needs those things. And to me, Bobby Roode, I groan every time he's on, on the screen. Yeah. The only time he's ever been over as a face was in Beer Money. And yes! they weren't cheering Bobby Roode, no, really. They were James, cheering James Storm. James Storm, yeah. You know, so, I mean, if you want him to get a face, they should hire James Storm and, James. and do that. Because, honestly, the, the, that would be cool. I would, I, I think it would save Bobby Roode. It would be an asset to the roster. That's how I feel, at least. I, I will say, and I will walk out on this limb with Brian and say, Beer Money was the best iteration of Bobby Roode. Absolutely. Absolutely. When they were no heels, question. they were fantastic heels on TNA. No I question. I loved watching them. Me too. Beer Money was Awesome. Yeah, I always thought this this is ready made for the WWE for the Southern fans. It's all you know, which is the backbone of the WWE WWF. Like I just thought for me, this is this is just easily transferable. Well, it was the perfect. So mix when they broke like, them up, it didn't make sense. Yeah, it was like the perfect mix of like you just said the Southern you know the Southern yeah. vibe, but then also the New York vibe yes. of Bobby Roode of like the rich. I, it, it made perfect sense. Yep. It, yep. I, I, I I I still to this day don't understand why they haven't brought yep. James uh, Storm. James Storm. Yeah, yeah. All right. So then we have a, a Cam, a Cam uh, Acom. Is that what it is? I think it's Acom. Okay, yeah. well, Acom uh, uh, from the, uh, the the authors of Pain against Apollo Cruz. A uh, Cruz wins. Remember Cruz? Talk about another NXT call up that was wasted. Apollo Cruz. Uh, what a fantastic wrestler. They gave him a push, but then they throw him in with Titus, and that's just to fill in blocks, man. And so it's unfortunate. I think there are actually the really good wrestlers that get less time than other wrestlers for whatever reasons. And I don't know what the reason is with Apollo Cruz why he wasn't given even more of a push or a good program to be involved in because he's a fantastic wrestler and he's really limber for a guy his size. Oh yeah, his shooting star presses are incredible. Or his like uh, you know somersault moves are incredible. All the stuff that he does, I'm just amazed at his abilities. Well, we. We've talked, you know, you mentioned with Lashley yeah. how Lashley isn't really oh, fluid in the ring. It should totally be Apollo Crews in Lashley's spot. Right? Yeah. It doesn't Absolutely. make sense to me. Like, like Apollo Crews is so much more entertaining in yes. the ring, so much more believable in the ring. And on the mic. And on the mic. Yeah. It literally makes no sense why you wouldn't have Apollo Crews in yeah. that spot. But you know what's such a bummer is that Apollo Crews' time on the main roster has been... 
such a so um, unspectacular yeah. that people were that it's gotten to the point where it was disappointing to everybody that he won last yeah. night. Finally, yeah. you would think we would be happy that Apollo Cruz finally won a match, but they're like, no, because now you're just going to do exactly to the authors of pain what you did to Apollo right. Cruz, and, and, and you're giving them these meaningless losses. Like, yeah, like like. I, I, the wins and losses do matter. As yes. much as people want to believe they don't, they do matter to a certain degree. Not every single one of them. Right. And there are characters that are immune to, to, to wins and losses not mattering. But when you're new on the roster, like Authors of Pain, and you're supposed to be this undebeatable force, that you're these tough badasses, when you lose in a singles match after yeah. a few weeks, it's like instantly throwing you in. They're, they're going to be the ascension in yeah. a few weeks. It's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is absolutely going to happen if something doesn't happen soon for them. You, and you would think absolutely. that they watched what happened with the Ascension, that the Ascension were this massive, mm-hmm. massively popular team at NXT yep. that they have done nothing with on the main yep. roster. Nothing. For no reason, because they're both not problematic dudes. Nope. They're both, like, you know, do their job. They're also really entertaining in other avenues. Yep. Like, we've seen them in the other shows that WWE does, and mm-hmm. we've seen them in a, a Southpaw Regional Wrestling yeah. when they were the, the surf dudes or whatever. So <laughs> they have so much charisma, and I just I really don't like seeing that that Akam and Razor are being relegated to being the new Ascension so fast. Yep, they'll be on the main event soon. Look for them soon. I know, on main event. that's a bum. Yeah, it's, they're going to be there soon. Absolutely, oh. absolutely. Um, all right, so let's move on. Uh, Seth Rollins, the man uh, going up against Drew McIntyre, the even bigger man. Uh, Rollins wins by DQ because of uh, interference from Ziggler, but... This match was a good match. Yeah. It's a nice preview of what we are going to see down the road between these two guys. And Drew came. Drew doesn't even need Ziggler anymore now. I, it didn't take that long. No. When, when Ziggler came out, comes out first in his suit and everything, the crowd's like uh, reacting. <laughs> but then McIntyre came out. And the way McIntyre came out, taking his time, walking into the place that he's supposed to be, standing next to Ziggler, and then walking down. Like, you just know, this guy is understanding his push now, and he's embracing it. And the fans are loving it. And the match was great. How soon do you think it is till we see Drew McIntyre in the main event scene? Like for real? Like, like uh, it can't be that far. If they're putting up against Rollins, it can't be that it, far. I mean, and I love that he's getting such a massive push. Yeah. I, mean, I think a lot of people assumed that he assumed he was going to be the 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 bodyguard to Dolph Ziggler. Right. But I like the diesel been, to the shot exactly. for a while. Yeah. But I love that they've been equals. Yeah. Been, and and uh, I also love that last night with the new look that Dolph was rocking with the crimp tear. Yeah. Um, I like that that. They have this like certain vibe where it's almost like Batman villain and his henchman, you yeah. know, like the politician bad guy with like his muscle behind right, him, you know, right. and and it's less Shawn Michaels and Diesel and more like straight up comic book villains, yeah. you know, and I love that, like I think that's great, and I really think that Drew McIntyre really helped fill a void in the roster that oh, didn't yeah. even you didn't even realize was missing yeah. you know like that, that that wasn't there but just the the way he presents himself the way he carries himself and just how tough he is in the ring i yeah. mean he it's 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 really cool to see how he has transformed himself yeah you know i mean he really took getting fired and ran with it in a way that helped his career more than it would have if he had stayed and hung around for a yeah, while and that's the thing like sometimes and and we've seen this if you know if you study wwe history or really any wrestling promotion just because you're fired by that wrestling potion does not mean down the road you can't come back in some capacity 
if the if the factors kind of work themselves out in that way. You just got to do your job. We just get back in that gym, work out, get as many opportunities as possible, work on the skills. You can take it as an insult or you can take it as motivation. And even it's just, your choice. And, and even guys like even guys like Ellsworth. Yeah, look at Ellsworth. Yeah, Ellsworth, Ellsworth came back for a little bit. Been yeah. fired and he came back. So I mean, there's yeah. always that opportunity as long as you keep hustling and keep a positive mental attitude when you're doing. Yeah, it. yeah. And I mean, we see we'll touch on it as we end the show. But Hogan's coming back. What's that going to be all about? <laughs> So um, what do you, we can talk about that now. Do you want to do it now? This didn't actually happen. Okay, okay. That was you talk while I have a piece of meat. Yeah, eat some meat. I, okay, so for those of you who didn't see, Hogan teased that he was going to be on Raw last night. Well, he he was he was like, "Hey, brothers, I'm flying into Miami, and I might have to go and take the title from Brock, and blah 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 blah, or maybe not. I don't know." And then like the NWO music started playing. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm glad that he wasn't there. You know, I definitely I don't think that it was needed necessarily. Although it really does feel like it's only he, it feels like he he's going to be at SummerSlam. He has to be at SummerSlam in some capacity, in right. some way. He's too adjacent at this point. Okay, all right. What do you want to see happen with him? I mean, if if I if if it were my choice, if I think what could please everybody, I honestly think that they should promote. And it's not the best scenario, but. If I were WWE, I would promote an actual sit down where we're going to do a sit down with Hulk Hogan, and he is going to like actually. I don't care if the roster didn't, uh, you yeah. know, didn't necessarily all love his apology. I think he deserves. I think he owes that same apology to the WWE universe in Agreed. order to be brought back in. There, as much as as much as people want to bring him back. There is a huge portion of the audience that yeah. heard Hulk Hogan yep. say, I'm racist to a certain degree. Yep. And you can't bring him back on TV and parade him around as this American hero without him coming in the ring and saying, I'm a human who grew up with things that were wrong. Yeah. And times have changed, and, and I've now changed. You know, I've now realized that those things hurt people. I right. want to change. Not come out there and say... You gotta watch, brother, when someone's filming you. You never know if someone's gonna film you, brother. Right. Like, don't say that. You gotta, like, for real, heart to heart. It can even be on the WWE network. I don't care, but I feel like Hulk Hogan needs a heart to heart with the WWE universe before he can come back. And then, then do whatever. Bring him back on Smack. Bring him back on, on the SummerSlam. Let him be an enforcer. Mm-hmm. Let him do whatever. Like, I'm cool with Hulk being in the family again, but I think that he owes that apology to the fans. This is a great point you bring up because this is exactly what happened with Angle. They had that whole push. They had him sit down, do the interview because people like it's been eleven years or whatever. Listen, you've been WWE. What have you been up to? That we've heard about the drug stuff. We heard about stuff with your wife and Jeff Jarrett. Like everybody had all these questions, and so Angle was willing to put himself through it. They asked him some questions. They carefully crafted that interview. I think that's certainly possible with Hogan, and I agree with you. I think that you know, I think that's a very smart way to go. And then if you want to keep him around, because Angle's already a GM. Uh, there's certainly possibilities of him transitioning into manager. You think? I think he could lead a stable. I mean, he essentially lead, led a stable all the He led stables all the time, officially and unofficially, right? Yeah. He always led the faces when he was starting out as the uh, as the red and yellow Hulk Hogan and Hulkamania, which is my favorite Hulkamania. Oh, which is my – he's my favorite wrestler, but that's – I love that period. And then he turned heel and became leader of the NWO. Uh, so he's he has the capacity to lead – and I like when he dresses in the suit with the black bandana around his head and everything. So you could have you like him that serious way. Suit Hulk? I like serious suit Hulk. <laughs> like I think it works. And you could have him. And who else can cut a promo like the Hulk? Hulk would be great cutting a promo, supporting his supporting his people. And maybe they give him these guys that aren't kind of stepping up or not having enough. And he brings them in, and people come like, "Oh yeah, this is cool because he has all this experience. I'm gonna learn from." Him. And then you saw him like 
going through, and they're teaching people the paces and how to do promos. So it would be interesting to see him do that. Or if you do a tough enough, you bring Hogan in as a coach of one of the side of the tough enough. I mean, That'd that would definitely too. make sense to bring him back because that was you know he ended, yeah. when things ended as a tough enough coach. Um, and I don't think necessarily having him at the performance center really would help yeah, anyone. He doesn't I don't seem like someone either. like a trainer, or right. like that. especially with Shawn Michaels. There, I don't think they would. I feel like you can't bring Hulk Hogan in against you know he would want to be the the main guy in charge, and Shawn I don't think Michaels. you want that. Yeah, Shawn Michaels. You're not a Shawn Michaels guy. You bastard! What you did to Hogan in that match, <laughs> I will never forgive You'll you. Never forgive him. I will never forgive you. <laughs> Because you would have pulled the same shit Hogan pulled back when you were champion, back when you were riding high on your own ego. Everybody remembers it, Sean. <laughs> don't make me don't make me come out there and find you in the woods hunting. I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna find you, Sean Michaels. <laughs> no, the Heartbreak Kid is great. I love, yeah. I'm just busting balls. I love him too. He blocked me on Twitter. But, Did he really? Yeah. You bastard! Even more so. Yeah. Why blocking? Why did he block you? What'd you say? I think that Did you he question his performance against Hogan? No, I think he didn't like a story we wrote once on this. He already didn't like me once from a story I wrote at TMZ once where I wasn't tr- – I was still new as a reporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just like this, the angle of the story. He didn't like it, and, he was, and so I messed up there. But then years later when I started the site, I wrote something else that I thought was interesting, and then I think he didn't find it interesting to block me. But well, I love no. Shawn Michaels. Uh, and I like him more than Hogan. I thought you so. found Jesus, Sean. What the hell, huh? Yeah, dude, what be the hell? Uh-huh. I'm sorry, What's dude. What's that cross for? I'm huh? sorry. What you cross earrings for, Sean? <laughs> if Jesus can forgive, what's your problem? All right. Anyway, let's move on to the last segment before I get killed. Uh, Reigns. <laughs> Reigns is told to leave the arena and then punches Corbin in front of the cops, but we would be remiss to not also speak about the fact that Lesnar comes out at the end, walks into that ring, F5's Angle giving Angle a, a, a remembrance of their match from way back when, uh, and then scares the shit out of Corbin, which was the first time I enjoyed Corbin. Like, he legitimately was like all about, like, what do you, what do you got, Lesnar? And then when Lesnar turned to him, my boy's like, yeah, I'm gonna get in the hell out of here. <laughs> Right? And then Lesnar does a good job grabbing the title, and you knew something else was going to happen. You didn't know what. Yeah, you felt it. Yeah, you felt it. Right when he put his arm around oh. Heyman, you were like, oh, no, is he going yeah. like, I'm glad he didn't F5 Heyman, but right when he put his arm around, like, I was like, oh, no, he's going to F5 Heyman. Yeah, because like, he'd already grabbed him in the back, so you <laughs> yeah. knew something was going to happen. And then when he put his... And, and I love Heyman. Heyman's so great at this. Yeah. I can't breathe. Brock, I can't breathe. Brock, I can't breathe. I'm like, the you can get things, words out. <laughs> Heyman is so good at the little things like oh, yeah. that. Like the little Small oh, yeah. I remember those there's other times where you see him do it, like where you see his like face in the background, where he's, like, <laughs> he's, he's real into it. Um, and this is one of those times when he was like, I can't breathe, Brock. I can't breathe. Yeah. I can't breathe. You're like, you're like, oh, this is good. This, this is great. This is when wrestling is good. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I love, you know, and I think it plays well off of his promo at UFC when, when oh, he yeah. came into the ring and was like, you know, F this guy, this guy fucking sucks, blah, 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 blah. And everyone was like, why don't we ever see that Brock in yeah. WWE? Yeah. I think they tried to play off of that a little bit. And we saw the, un, the unhinged Brock Lesnar when yeah. he doesn't listen to his advocate. And I always liked that Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, when he's, when he has, no, when the, when the, when the handcuffs are off, oh, yeah. is great. I mean, that's when Brock Lesnar is at his best. Um, and so I like that we're seeing, the 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 slow uh, crumbling of, of Brock Lesnar's title reign like it's yeah. coming to an end. We, it finally feels like it's coming to an end. What would you do if the swerve was uh, Reigns went with Heyman in the match? You know, that's how Heyman, uh, That's how Reigns wins. When we were discussing in the video yes. that we posted earlier today, I yeah. left Roman Reigns out of that. I discussion saw that. so that we could discuss it here at the last second. Also, that video was getting a little longer than I would have <laughs> liked, but uh, but also no for that reason, I felt like it was worthy of its own discussion okay. because a lot of people said that too to me uh, oh. was that. What if this is to set up 
Roman turning heel finally, yeah. and Heyman and him have a, a, a thing together. Um, I'd like it. Yeah. I would like it. You know, I mean, obviously everyone wants to see Roman Reigns turn heel. I mean, obviously it's like it's just so tailor made. It is, and with Brock leaving, it does leave a void for number one Good top point. heel in the company. Good point. You know, so I could, in theory, see it being a possibility. Um, and you know, we all know that that Heyman's character cares about himself. You right. know, and the I thought it was telling that he he got called out. On leeching off of Brock Lesnar for the yeah. past few years, yeah. you know it was a it was a little thing, but I thought to myself that was good. You know, yeah. like that could have been the the character wise where Heyman goes, "Oh shit, my my gravy train is about to run out. Right. I need to figure out my next phase." Now, do I think that they could believably tell the story of Heyman and Roman? You know, aligning and joining forces. I don't know. I have trouble believing that they could tell that believably, uh-huh. but I, I, I would love to see it. Here's my here's my case for it. Heyman lays the groundwork in his opening promo of this Raw when he says the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So if you got something else set up, maybe Reigns had another plan, but now seeing this disintegration – Maybe he goes to Heyman. Maybe Heyman goes to him and goes, hey, this, this, and this. So the turn happens, and Reigns has essentially an NWO moment and says, you know, the reception I got when I came out here, you fans can stick it, brother. It's the same thing, and just goes on about how the fans have booed him, how tired. He's not going to be a John Cena where they're going to half chant and half boo him, and he's going to take control of his own narrative, and he that the fans never liked him, never agreed with his push. Vince was Vince was never his guy, blah, blah. Just the whole nine set fire to everything. Thing. Pipe bomb the hell like, out no of it. No one made me strong. Yeah. Like, I made yeah. me strong. Yeah. I made like, me strong. Right. And if The Rock comes out, like, screw The Rock. Like, to him, like, I didn't need Dwayne. Yeah, right. I didn't need, you know, like, all, all of this. Kind of, yeah. If he went full effing heel, it would be great. And you know who enters into the mix at that point? Rollins. I love it. Because then you have them work a program, and that works, and have the strap go back and forth. Yeah, Strowman can show up at some point, but you can keep Strowman occupied with a number of things. Or, because he has that case I'll for do you one better. A returning Dean Ambrose. Oh, because they snap. were boys, they and were he's boys. like, "You, I can't believe it. You, you were supposed to be the one that didn't do that, right. and you let this punk, you know, turn you against them. Like, right. that'd be great, great way to bring great that'd be points. great way to bring Dean Ambrose back. And he's yeah. he's he's on the mend. You know, he's on the yeah. way back. Right. That's the the word on the street. Uh, so I, I I agree with you. I think okay. that Roman being the top heel to replace Brock Lesnar once he goes makes the most sense. Right. And 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 and. Heyman helping him get there does kind of make sense too. Now that I think about it, yeah, you know, and it was, which is why it won't happen. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> One more thing before we go, yeah, to yeah. I want to bring up. You know, I was while I was watching this segment, I was preparing a tweet. I started tweeting it, okay. and it was I didn't like when they were saying how shitty of a champion Brock Lesnar has been. Yeah, when they kept saying Brock was the worst champion ever, Brock was the worst. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, Do you mean Angle or do you mean when Angle was saying it? Yeah, when Angle was saying the worst champion, and then even Paul Heyman said, "You're right. He is a shitty champion. Like he does. He is a terrible champion." Um, they were really driving that home. And I was sitting there. I was was crafting a tweet, thinking myself, like, "What does this do for anything? You know, like, does this really make people want to see Roman Reigns?" beat Brock Lesnar, and then before I could push send, the whole crowd started chanting, we want Roman. Well, yep. And I know that it sh- there were some parts of the crowd that said, no, we don't. But, <laughs> but, yeah, there were. But, but there was a large portion of the crowd chanting, we want Roman, and they weren't necessarily like uh, you know, conditioned to do that. You know, it's not yeah. something that happens all the time. And it slowly and organically happened, and I thought to myself, 
I am wrong. Clearly, this did do that because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Roman Reigns doesn't get the big cheer that you want, especially one like that. We want Roman. We right. want Roman is not a chant we normally right. get. It's true. And the fact that it happened organically, I was pretty impressed. I was like, maybe, maybe Vince is going to get it right this time. Yeah, and here's the thing, and, and this is a great point you bring up because we've got to wrap up here real quick, but I, I was uh, eating my dinner watching that end segment at like 9, 10 o'clock at night because I went to see the mag, and I, and I pick up my plate to go, oh, they're cheering for I thought they were saying, we want Rollins. And so I get up and I start to walk, and I literally stopped in my tracks. I was like, we want Roman? <laughs> yeah. What? So I went back and I, and, I, and I rewound it, and I'm like, they're really saying that. And, and kudos to the WWE Universe because I love the fans so much, being a fan myself. The, they organically responded, no, we don't. <laughs> the fact that that was the chant that busted out organically, that's why I love the fans. And the thing is, when you go see these shows in the arenas and when you watch them on TV, the fans reply, it's rare when the fans in the arena aren't reflecting back what the larger majority feels themselves yep. online yep. who are watching it. So to me, to see it come to life in that way, you understood that, that Rome, the push for Roman is working for whatever reason. And finally, and that people are turning. And so this, no, we don't, that's going to be drowned out by the people who want it. So that's how I look at it. Yeah. I think of the exact same yeah. thing. I'm like, I think we might be slowly getting there yeah. or we're going to get a heel turn as we and, discussed. And, but it would still work if you did the heel turn because it's too late. Yeah, it's too late. You cheered for me when it was too yeah, late. It's and too late. now, fuck all of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. And that would be perfect. Totally. So, the first F-bomb online. That would be great on Raw. <laughs> anyway, all right, so that's our wrap-up of Raw. What do you guys think about, what do you think about the program? What do you think about the segments? Did you like them? What did you like? What did you not like? What do you think they could, what did you think they could work on? And also, who should Heyman manage? We were talking about that. Do you want to see a Roman Reigns heel turn? Are they wasting Balor? Where are we going to go with this? Let us all know in the comments section below. Uh, remember to like and share this video on your social media. Any final things, Ryan? No, I'm just really looking forward to next week's Raw. I really want to see yeah. where this goes. For once, I feel like they ended on a great cliffhanger. Me we too. don't get a lot of cliffhangers, and I'm looking forward to Raw next week. There you go. Yeah, so subscribe to Collider for our recaps. We're going to do these every Tuesday, and then tomorrow, every Wednesday, we'll do SmackDown recaps as well. We have our first one tomorrow. Can't wait to see how uh, SmackDown comes down tonight. All the stuff with Becky Lynch, who I'm a massive fan of. We'll see what happens there. And uh, with Shinsuke and AJ and everything that's happening. Lana versus Alina Vega. Lana. Yeah, it's Alina Vega. I yes. like it. Oh, my, finally, we're doing something with Shen Almas. All right, so there we go. <laughs> All right, that's our recap. That's Ryan Satin. You can follow him at Ryan Satin. Also follow at Wrestling Sheet for the Pro Wrestling Sheet. And then follow me at The Roca Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And we will talk to you next week on Collider Body Slam Raw Recap. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. 
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.